It ain't every day you smoke a $40 Connecticut cigar. But it's not every day you walk into a cigar lounge and the owner's like, here, have an old-fashioned. Here, have some carrot cake. Here, have some chocolate cheesecake. Oh, and enjoy some Weller 12-year. No, it's not every day at all. Unless, of course, you're myself or Fingers Malloy. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. It's good to be with you. I'm Tony Katz. That's Fingers Malloy. Have I mentioned lately that this is a really good gig? It's an insane gig. But let's start with this cigar neither one of us has ever smoked. And until Half Wheel ranked it as their number one cigar of 2022, we didn't know anything about. This is the Alfonso Extra Añejo number three. This is a Costa Rican cigar by origin. Uh, it is Ecuadorian Connecticut in the wrapper and binder, Nicaraguan and Peru in the filler. It is a six by 54 cigar, which means it's six inches long. Tee-hee. Always makes fingers Malloy laugh. And the ring gauge is 54. That's the diameter of the cigar, basically how thick it is around. Tee-hee. Again, with the laughter. If it was a 64, it would be a full one inch around. So this is really the top of the spectrum for me on ring gauge when it comes to mouthfeel. It is that classic Connecticut pale brown wrapper, except that wrapper fingers has got some real velvet to it. Yeah, it's it's not very oily. Uh, it's, it's smooth. Also, the weight of it. There's some nice heft to this cigar. Yeah. Yeah, for, for you, you're like, wow, this is very, very different as far as Connecticut's go. Uh, six by fifty-four. It, it, they refer to it at half wheel as a as a Toro Extra. That's how they describe the Vitola. But I think you can still think of it as a standard Toro. Just lit this thing up, oh, fingers Malloy. Uh, again, uh, beautiful in 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 the the look, the classic, I should say, Connecticut look. Beautiful in the feel. You've just started the first third, Fingers. Where are you at? Well, I mean, first of all, there's a lot of nice smoke coming off of this. Uh, there's some subtle black pepper and wood. Uh, I've seen other people describe, uh, you know, when I was doing some research on this, a sweetness. I'm not there yet. For me, it's, it's mostly that pepper and wood. Well, I just got into uh, this thing right here. And right now, I mean, lit up very, very nice. I'm having a little trouble with the draw right now. I'm actually going to... So we're using a cutter today that actually has a stopper. So what happens with that is is that it's it's open only on one end. Yeah. So you can only go so far into the cigar. I happen to like that because you can't overcut. But the problem is you can sometimes undercut. Well, you had said that you had cut yours twice with it. I cut mine four times. Okay. Yeah, and I'm getting... A, it's, a, it's a nice, easy draw. I'm at three now. I'm at three, and this is absolutely positively perfect. Um, yeah, there's a there's a uh, a little bit of sweet hitting right off off the bat, right off the off the off the kick. How would yeah. you describe that sweetness? Um, that's a great question, right? That's not sugar. That's not sugar cookie. It's not graham cracker or anything like that. But it is. It is present. So as opposed to a bitterness, as opposed to a dryness, as opposed to a grass or a hay note or a specific chocolate note, it is a sweeter, sweeter uh, bit right there at that original light up. Doing the Alfonso Añejo number three. Uh, and uh, you, this cigar is uh, for Half Wheel, their cigar of the year in 2022. It is... I, I, you know, I don't mean to keep harping on it, but it just feels so good in the hand, Tony. It just feels natural, but there's that that little bit of heft to it. It's 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 beefy. 
It's it's not a wiffle ball bat, that's for sure. No, not at all. A wiffle ball bat is a terminology that we use when a cigar just is just too light. It's too airy, and you, and you don't feel like there's anything to it. There's something to this. The cigar is also rather well packed, but the draw is not is not bothering me. Now, people are going to look at this and say, I'm really doing $40 cigars I'm do- and $40 Connecticut's? And the answer is, well, that's the wrong way to look at it. The question is, is the cigar worth the money to you? If a Connecticut is not worth it to you, is that a conversation of your palate or your mind? Right. Because people look at, at Connecticut cigars as weak, as simplistic, as basic. But it doesn't have to be that way if you choose not to have it be that way. Yeah. And for me, I, I can understand... If you are of the mindset that, uh, you know, a lot of people that I talk to, they are going to start their day with a Connecticut. And maybe it's it's difficult to picture yourself starting your day with a $40 cigar. Uh, to me, you go for quality. And, and if it's, it's $40 and you like it and it's, you know, worth that to you, then, of course, you, you go ahead and spend it. It shouldn't matter if it's a Connecticut or not. Now, Fingers, uh, we were uh, provided... Um, an old fashioned, yeah. Do you, do you have you already started drinking yours? No, I have not. Should should we be drinking the old fashioned while we smoke this? Well, I, I mean, we before were t- we get to the Weller that we're going to be drinking later, and the chocolate cheesecake and the carrot cake, I was told that we have to partake of. I was told that uh, we need to do a better job of dipping our toe into the liquor pool before we start reviewing other things. So we have to drink before we drink. Yes. That's nonsense. Again, it's a sweet gig, Tony. It is a sweet gig. So we do have in front of us an old-fashioned. You can make it on your own. Sugar and the bitters, a little bit of water, of course. Uh, Bourbon, orange twist. You can really get that recipe when you buy our book, Let's Go Bourbon, which is available at Amazon.com. People have told me our old-fashioned recipe is the best old-fashioned recipe. Without our old-fashioned recipe, you can't even have an old-fashioned. You know what you're drinking? Water. There you go. That's That's what you're drinking. Right. Okay, there. I'm going in. Are you? Yeah. All right. To your health. He's taking a sip of his old fashioned and moving. They're going to be sharing that with oh. this cigar, the Alfonso cigar. If you're feeling good about it, here I go. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. You know, it's funny. I've never been a mixed drink guy. No. Never, ever, ever, ever. I get the old fashioned. I get why it works and how it really works for the stomach because it's not overwhelming. It's really working aggressively. To counteract the alcohol of the bourbon uh, or or the the power of the bourbon. And then the bitters are working against the sweetness. So there's all of the complexity that you want in there. The problem is for me, it always takes away from the cigar. Mm. And for me, that is always the prized pig. It's the cigar. That's what I want to experience. That makes sense. I mean, because let's face it. It makes sense for me. It don't mean I'm right for nobody else. Well, no, but it's very sweet. Uh, it's nice. Uh, is it something that I normally order at a, a, a bar? No, uh, but I understand why people like it. Now, this cigar, as we discussed it, the Alfonso Extra Añejo, Ecuadorian Connecticut, uh, in the wrapper and the binder, Nicaraguan Peruvian in uh, the the filler, five by uh, sorry six by fifty four. The question before us is: Is this in your humidor at forty dollars a stick? It's a box of twenty five. For $999.75. It's not in my humidor, but I would have one on a special golf trip either 
to light this up a couple of hours before I go on my round in the morning or after my round is over where I can sit back and enjoy it? Uh, my answer is uh, ask me later. Ask me when I'm done. $40 for any cigar is an investment, Connecticut or otherwise. And it's not like you have to have this in the morning. You can have this anytime you like. Absolutely. That's my preference. Um, but I find it interesting that they went with something like this for Cigar of the Year over at Half Wheel. It's a, it's, it, it's a bit of a daring move to do so. So now let's find out if we think they're right. Find everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. So just the other week, I was in the Woodlands, Texas, which is right outside of Houston, where Eat, Drink, Smoke is heard on KSEV Radio. It is Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. And that right there is America's favorite amateur drinker. He is known as America's happy hour anchorman. He's Fingers Malloy right there, doing a heck of a job. Flew down for a big uh, cigar event at Blend Bar Cigar in, in the Woodlands, where we do a, a lot of work and uh, good sponsors of the show. We appreciate it. It was their five-year anniversary. I flew down, United Airlines, first class. It's who I am, Fingers Malloy. I have never, ever, ever experienced as good of a good first class. Really? And maybe it's because lately, first class has been so outrageously expensive, it's been a long time. Yes. And secondly, I don't recall that many first classes serving a meal. Okay. Maybe it was when I was flying. Maybe it was the route I was flying. We had a meal on the way down. We had a meal on the way back. You got well, you got on the plane. Uh, would you like some Prosecco? Um, I like a little bit. Of, it's like a bubbly. It's like a bit of a bubbly. For the ham and eggers, what is Prosecco? Well, that would be kind of like a bubbly. Like, oh. like a champagne. It's a but, champagne. You know, oh. but, but it's not from France, and it's for it's not even champagne. But it's a sparkling wine. We'll go with sparkling wine. Is what it, and, it, and, and the seat was comfortable, and it reclined, and it, you had the... Uh, you had the entertainment uh, system right there that you could plug into, and, the, and the, the TV was free, and the movies was free. You had to pay for the Wi-Fi. That was about it. That was about it. You had to pay for Wi-Fi in first class? How dare they? Uh, savages. It was a solid, solid experience. Now, there's a story from thepointsguy.com. United debuts a new and free snack menu for all economy passengers. So for everybody in economy... And, and, and they're all going to be free. Dark chocolate and sea salt chocolate crisps. Then you can have the apple and mango fruit bars. Ooh. Or the savory snack mix. Now, you say to me, well, it's, it's snacks. You know snacks have not been on a plane in forever and a day. If you're lucky, you're getting a bag of peanuts. If you, if you are lucky and you consider yourself lucky. It is interesting to me that we are seeing people start to say, if I'm going to spend my money, you have to at least pretend you care about me. <laughs> yeah. You have to show me a little something, something, a touch of love, a touch of attention for the love of God, because that's really all people are looking for. They, You know, we, you discuss how much people just want to be noticed, how, how much the attaboy goes far for people. This is it. I'm not saying this is it. I'm not saying that this makes people feel a lot better, but when they have seen they've witnessed airfare price increases over the last year and a half and yet the service may not have you know the the, the service hasn't uh, gotten better in, as far as quality goes. They just see that the price goes up. 
it's nice to see an airline say, well, you know, we're going to throw you a little bone here. Here's a little something to make your flight experience a little bit more enjoyable. But my question to you, Tony, is I, I, I think we need to book a couple of flights and then write them off on our taxes and review the snacks. Do you think we could do that? Wait a second. Possible? You want to do that? You want to do first class flight reviews? Tell me you want to do first class flight reviews. That wouldn't be terrible. Done. 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 Are we, we going to start in March? Okay. Done. Every weekend we're going somewhere. By the way, <laughs> we're not even going there. We're going, we're staying at the airport, we're coming back. Okay. That's how it's going to happen. I don't have a problem. I've seen other accounts do that, you know, because we are uh, both going to Washington, D.C. here in March, and this is the first time I've actually purchased a first-class ticket. So I was, uh, there were two different airlines that I could possibly book this flight on, and so I got on YouTube and looked at uh, people who review first-class uh, experiences from different airlines, and there are people who will do three first-class flights in a day and review each one of them on different airlines. We're doing it. Challenge accepted. It's getting done. Now, it's, what's interesting is this story from the points guy, and they, they talk about airlines, airline points, things like that. They say that United's food options disappoint and that many of the menu options haven't been refreshed in months. What is interesting is the meal was there. I didn't eat it in either direction. I had already eaten, I wasn't in the mood, and so I didn't have it. So I don't know, but what was interesting is that the person next to me was not impressed with their meal on the way down. They happened to eat it on the way back, but they're like, yeah, this isn't, this isn't working for me. So maybe, maybe that's true. Well, you handled it differently than how I would have handled it. I would have ordered the meal, and I don't know if you've noticed, in the front pocket, uh, in the scene front, they include a little food doggy bag. That's, that's or, not true. Uh, that, that's, that's, a food doggy bag? That bag isn't for, for, oh. for snacks? You, you, you get on the plane and you can take off the plane with you? That's, that's not what it's for? Oh, you should see a doctor right away. Oh, drat. Yes, you're going to need to see. You're going to see a tummy doctor <laughs> is what you need. So I did see on some of these reviews that the airline will reach out to a first-class passenger a couple days before their flight to True ask story. them their, what their menu options are. And we are. got that. Oh, so wow. we had gotten that option. And then I think they, they had changed the, the timing of the flight. So maybe, maybe they canceled the flight and put us on another one. I'm not sure. None of those options were available. So everything we had picked. Because I had picked, actually, the charcuterie plate. Nice. That, that's meat and cheese for those of us playing the home game. Okay. And so... Uh, uh, so I had picked that because I'm like, you know what? That'll be that. I know what that is. That's solid. But that that was not uh, uh, available. Well, it seems to me from what I've been able to see on these websites regarding first class flights, it all depends on the length of your flight. Uh, if you get a meal or not, we're taking a short flight, so I think they're just throwing us a granola bar. Um, first of all, it'll be a high end granola bar. Yes. Where I think they need to start upgrading is the bourbon selection. Mm. The bourbon selections are was was not up to snuff, and I've noticed this on a couple ones. Sometimes you're lucky they've got Woodford as an offering. They always have Jack, so you can't really go wrong. But the, why have two when you can have five? And you say to me, not everybody drinks it. Oh, yes, they will. Yeah. Yes, they certainly will if you give them some options. And how is it that liquor companies haven't worked with the airlines to have an opportunity to kind of show off their, their, their craft? Yeah, I've had makers before on a plane. Okay. And so that, that was nice. And, and like you said, when in doubt, there's most, I'd say 95% of the time, Jack Daniels is, is on the flight. So, But if you were a, a, a liquor group, let's say Four Roses, 
offered for the month of of uh, when is the Kentucky Derby? When is the Kentucky? I forget what month the Kentucky Derby is. It's May, isn't it? And you offered in honor of the Run for the Roses, four roses exclusively on American Airlines for the month of May. People will book flights. People will book flights to have the exclusive American Airlines Four Roses. Of course they will. You will? Oh, absolutely. I mean, people will be influenced to fly United just based on this announcement that they're going to uh, change their menu and offer these snacks on a plane. If you say we'll offer you some good bourbon on the flight, a lot of people will be in. If you doubt the importance of snacks, your kids are different people when the cart comes by or the basket comes by and they get to pick something out of it. it, it it's it's 100% true. It changes the mind. It, it, it's amazing how it works. Well, with kids, it, they always feel like the, the snack is 20% better if it comes from an oh, airplane. Absolutely. It's like it doesn't have any calories if it comes from somebody else's plate <laughs> or you eat ice cream over the sink. No calories. It's the same exact thing. Um, all right. We're doing first class flight uh, reviews. I'm in. Yeah, well, clearly. Clearly you're in. Another day, another day of a state across the country trying to put an end to cigar smokers' happiness drives me nuts. The conflation of cigars with cigarettes, the constant nonstop attack on tobacco as a whole, not understanding the difference that cigars are. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That is Fingers Malloy, and it's time, Fingers Malloy, for News of the Week. Well, we've seen in the past, we California has, and, and other... Uh, states as well have tried to ban flavored tobacco. You know, there's been an uh, an aggressive attack on menthol cigarettes, uh, and, and we've been seeing that. Uh, California is taking this a step further, a big step in the wrong direction. A uh, California assembly member has introduced a bill aimed at forever banning tobacco sales, all tobacco, including handmade cigars from people born after January 1st, 2007. Wonderfully arbitrary. And this is what happens when you encounter do-gooders. Well, we can't allow children to smoke, and we have to put an end to this. So we pick a date based on a totally arbitrary number, and we say, we know what's best. You can't do this. You can't have this. We just make a decision. Now, it's interesting that the people who will decide that there's a date certain for putting an end to tobacco sales, won't do the same to create changes to secure Social Security. Yeah. It's, been, of course, been a big conversation. It was a big brouhaha at the State of the Union. I don't think if you, if you promise people something, you actually have to deliver it. But you can't, you, you have to understand once you run through the system and see how these things are funded, it can't work like this. It's not a sustainable path. And you might have to make some changes. And certainly there's a, a series of generations that take a look and are like, that's not going to be there for me. <laughs> that's, and so they should be making their, their plans accordingly if they feel it's not going to happen. But one thing is untouchable and the other thing is totally touchable. And the thing that's totally touchable to them is you making decisions for yourself. And I am constantly just uh, uh, shocked and stunned that they have the audacity to think this way. Which yeah. is really a kind of hateful way to think, right? We know better for you what you should be doing. So therefore, we don't allow you to do this. And you're welcome. Now thank us. Yeah. That's, a, that's a very awful way to look at people 
and to look at the world and to think of yourself. Yeah. Well, New Zealand did this, and we actually talked about this, uh, I believe it was last year, when the, the talk was that New Zealand was going to have a similar ban. And I, I know a lot of people say, well, why are you talking about this? Well, you know, when it comes to New Zealand, because these are trial balloons, and you could see where if it, if it happens in one place, even if it's on the other part of the globe, there are people uh, who are committed to certain causes that will champion that move to be done in their own states, uh, in their own local communities. This is terrible. And what I'm interested in is, say if they are able to, to pass this, which, you know, at this point, who knows? This is just one California assembly member. Uh, but in the grand scheme of things, you know that these things are taxed. And government gets addicted to that revenue. So if, if they do somehow, if they're somehow able to pull this off, they're going to have to replace that tax revenue with something else. Absolutely. So what's the next tax? Are they going to start taxing meat? At what at a different rate, what what is it going to be? So when they usually talk about increasing taxes on meat and te- increasing taxes on soda, we talked about both these things. The idea is to try and utilize something like taxation, which is punitive, as a way to change behaviors. But what happens is is that you're only changing behaviors of people who are poor. The rich people pay the tax. So therefore, all of these things are nothing more than a tax on people, not a tax, a tax, mm-hmm. A-T-T-A-C-K-S, yes. on people who don't make as much money as others. You're telling them they can't have these things, these staple, staple things. This is different in that they're trying to eradicate something altogether. And yes, if they can't get the tax revenue from this, they will go about adding taxes to something else to make it up because they never change their behavior. They demand you change your behavior. Now, you may argue that this is a pretty political conversation from Fingers and I. It's actually not. It's a conversation of whether or not you get to decide how you live. Fingers, Malloy, and I are very, very liberty-minded people. Now, liberty has a fundamental difference to freedom, and we often categorize them as the same things. Liberty is the idea that there is a framework. Freedom is more um, anarchistic. More anarchy based in the idea that f- a true freedom wouldn't even have a government. If, if you think about it in terms of terminology and, 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 and a proper view, liberty has a government. And governments are instituted amongst men, et cetera, et cetera. So we're liberty minded people. And probably I would argue, Fingers, knowing you the way I do, you, you would be more okay with the anarchy than me. Yes. Right? I, I, think, I think that's an, an accurate yes, description. That, that that's, that's not even trying to be funny. It, it, it just is. I'm definitely more liberty-focused. But in, in the main, li- liberty-minded people, we want small government that stays out of our way because we believe, and where we absolutely align, we believe that people can make the best decisions for how they want to do things. And it's really ugly when a bureaucrat in Sacramento, for the sake of California, or D.C., for the sake of the country, thinks that they can make the best decision for you. We find that to be an offensive thought. And the other thing I find offensive is you are characterizing, by doing this, mom-and-pop businesses into the enemy. This is, oh, God, yes, right? You're, you're destroying mom-and-pop businesses by going after the people who sell these premium tobacco products. And... It, to make them the bad guy and all they're doing is they're trying to make a living providing a product that adults want and and many of them are passionate 
you know, second, third generation people uh, in, in the cigar industry. And this bill will absolutely destroy their business. It's not good. I mean, it has to. You can't sell the thing that you sell. Goodbye. Goodbye. You, you don't get to exist anymore. I'm waiting for the piece of legislation out of California that says no more lawyers. <laughs> I'm really looking forward. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to when that happens and how quickly that gets voted for uh, 100 to nothing. I don't know how many members there are in the assembly there in, in California. But you notice that'll never come. That'll never come. What has done more damage to people? Cigars? Or lawyers. And how many of these, uh, these assemblymen, if this bill were to pass, will still be smoking cigars? They'll because, find a way to Because get they cigar. were born before 2007. Well, yeah, yeah. But you shouldn't be smoking. If you are you know, supposed to be uh, a role model and a leader and you pass this bill saying, well, it's not good for people uh, born after a certain time, then you shouldn't be smoking them either. I bet they'll still be smoking them. Did we talk about how on, on Capitol Hill in D.C., um, when uh, Kevin McCarthy took over as Speaker of the House, the rule, the the House being federal, um, federal land is not uh, the the DC laws are not applicable. So in DC, you're not allowed to engage smoking inside an establishment. The rules don't apply to Capitol Hill. So when McCarthy took over as Speaker, that rule from Speaker Pelosi went away, and there are stories about how there is smoking. Everywhere, <laughs> everywhere on Capitol Hill. But I, you, you know, you know these guys don't know how to smoke, right? You, you know they don't. Uh, they only smoke the stuff that somebody hands them. They don't know what they're smoking. We have to go, yes, and educate these people. We have to help them through. I believe that we have to have some sort of consulting job when it comes to this a, a, a firm, if you will, uh, that will get some sort of government grant to teach these people how to smoke cigars. Oh, you want to get a government grant? To teach the government. Let's go. $100,000 to start your own cigars consulting business. Do you guys even know what Ask Lesco is? <laughs> it was this commercial that used to run when we were kids about how to uh, get a, you know, how could you make money doing this business or that business? And, and Lesco, you, you'd pay them and they would get you all the forms and everything else. And that was how the, the guy sounded. He looked like the Riddler. Yes. $20,000 to open up your own coffee shop. Right, thousand dollars start your own business, and they would get you money and help you with the with the, the SBA and stuff, and uh, give you consulting. It was surreal. So that was that's a nice drop right there for a certain <laughs> age group of people, clearly born before two thousand seven. <laughs> Fingers Malloy, right there. You know what? I got a Weller twelve year here that we have to drink. Yes. So let's. Let's do that. Find everything at eatdrinksmokeshow.com, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Our new book, Let's Go Bourbon, the bourbon reader you've always needed, is now available on Amazon.com and our website, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Pick up a copy today. Now, everybody has their version of, well, if I can't get Pappy, what would I get? Pappy, of course, being a Pappy Van Winkle, Julian Van Winkle, who would become Pappy Van Winkle. And you can read all about Pappy Van Winkle in our book, Let's Go Bourbon, available at Amazon.com. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is Fingers Malloy. Well, people don't note that Van, don't know and don't note that Van Winkle was hired by William LaRue Weller. Again, one of the great names of bourbon, which you can read all about in our book, Let's Go Bourbon. I said it twice, Fingers Malloy. I'm selling books by the ones right now. You can find that at Amazon.com. This is not Pappy. 
This, I've had many people refer to me as baby pappy. I swear to you, I can do this all day long. It is the Weller 12-year weeded bourbon. Absolutely, positively sensational. We're talking about the black label right there in case you're looking at Weller because so many people look at the whole Weller line and the 107, the Special Reserve. This, this is the, uh, the to me, the top of the mark from Buffalo Trace. 90 proof fingers, Malloy. 12-year bourbon. Undisclosed mash bill, but that color is dark in the bottle, almost kind of chocolatey. It's like a chocolate uh, gold going on in the Glencairn glass. That's that glass that, you know, kind of bows out and comes back in so you can really get your nose in there, get a feel for it, and beautiful. It's clinging to the glass as well, which is which is nice. And holy that nose. That nose. Now, look, I start with a bias. I don't like it. I love it. This was first presented to me as a birthday gift that someone had given me, and I opened it for the party, and uh, then there was none left. Ah. And then, through a weird auction, I was able to get another bottle, and it is waiting for the right moment. Probably, I was going to do it for this show, and then, boom, a bottle appeared right here. That nose is so perfectly classic with that oak, with that big wood, but with that right bit of caramel, that right bit of vanilla, if, if, if you want what a sophisticated classic bourbon is, this is it. It's because of that wheat. I really have nothing to add. I mean, you, you hit it right. Oh, you went in. You didn't even fool around. I didn't even realize what I was doing. <laughs> I just had to try it. Oh, it's so good. Oh, that's fun. I think that's the first time in four years that's ever happened. I just I had no time for the buildup. I needed to go right for the right for the money shot. Is what I needed to do right there. Well, tell us about it. Um, first things uh, first, right here. Uh, it is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful nose. Um, this is a weeded bourbon. So instead of rye. You have wheat, right? So bourbon is 51% corn. That part doesn't change. What changes is the rest of the mash bill, what you're adding to it, rye, malted barley, and in what degrees and what percentages. Well, the weeded brings you a sweeter product. But sweeter is sometimes something that people misunderstand. They, 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 they see sweet as syrupy. Don't, don't think of it that way. Just think of it as... So, uh, think of it, if you will, as smoother, and I think you're in a, in a, in a good ballpark. The, 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 the palate on this, it's buttery. Um, it, it's, it's bringing just a, 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 a perfect, perfect level of, of that vanilla going on in there that I just adore and love. It's got a little bit of, of orchard in, in the fruit. Damn! <laughs> it's well, so good. Uh, fingers boy, I should ask. You ready for this? Oh, dear Lord, I've been ready for this all day. He's going to do the Kentucky Chew. And what he's going to do is he's going to take a sip. He's going to move it around the palate and really get a feel, a sense for where the bourbon's at. Sometimes you want to take two sips. The first one to set the palate and the second one to really engage uh, the, the, the flavors. You'll excuse me while you're doing it. I'm drinking. Oh, this is wonderful. First of all, when I said I had nothing to add, but you nailed it on the nose. I mean, it's, it's that caramel, uh, vanilla, and oak. Uh on the palate, 
there's a, a citrus, there's a slight sting. Uh, there, there's absolutely no burning. You get or a warm. slight sting. A, a slight sting. You are the, weak on the tip of the tongue. You're a slight sting. Uh, maybe me calling him weak. That's hilarious. Maybe it's blending with the Cajun spices from the Cajun fries from Popeyes. Maybe that's what it is. But uh, there's a little bit of citrus for me. That caramel, that vanilla, the oak. It's all there. It's wonderful. There's no warmth in the chest at all. It's it's so smooth. No. So I get, good. I get no sting on the tongue. I get a very very slight warming center chest. Um, and yes, I think the finish does have. Kind of like 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 a burst of citrus that exists on the tongue. We're doing this neat. We always start it neat and then decide whether we're going to add a little bit of cool water, whether we're going to bring it to a cube. I will move it to a cube for the sake of, of the show. This is a slow down and sip and enjoy. I cannot tell you how much I enjoy this, how easy I think this is to drink. And with the popularity of bourbons, and specifically with the whole Pappy Van Winkle line, uh, whether you're you're talking about the old rip, or you're going into the 20 or 23 year, which best of luck, it's all become hard to find. And sometimes the Weller is a little easier to find. I can do this over the Pappy every day of the week and twice on Sunday. That is not a dig on Pappy. Not at all, nor in any way. I'm saying that this so works for my palate the Weller 12-year, that I'm done. For me, this is very often the top of the mark. Well, for, for me, if I weren't doing this for my job, I would really hesitate to put this on a rock because I'm really enjoying this neat. But we do what we do for Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation. I will put a couple of drops of cool water in to see how it impacts uh, the flavor profile. But this is, this is wonderful neat. And I... The, the weather today in Indianapolis, it's it's a little bit warmer than we would normally expect on uh, a February day, but it's rainy. Uh, it's just good bourbon sipping weather. It is good bourbon sipping weather. Now, the issue here, of course, is best of luck finding it. Yeah. It's just one of those ones that has become like the whole Weller connection and so, uh, collection, so much what happens. Uh, with with the Buffalo Trace, with the antique collection, everything else, uh, BTAC Buffalo Trace antique collection, um, these things are hard to find. So the question is: Is this in your liquor cabinet? Drizzly has this in in the seven fifty from two hundred and fifty dollars. Is it in your liquor cabinet, Fingers Malloy, for two hundred and fifty bucks? No. But I'll tell you something. If I see it at my favorite lounge and it's a special occasion, yeah, absolutely. I'm grabbing it in a heartbeat. I mean, it's just, it's it's above my price point. So what I would suggest, and I say this without any hesitation, once. Yeah. Once you can say, you know what? I'm buying it because it's hard to find. I've got it. It's at, And by the way, you might find it at the local liquor store for prices like uh, – I think the guys over at Breaking Bourbon had it listed. They, they did a review in 2021, 40 bucks. <laughs> sure. Sure. You buy every bottle they've got. But even at 250 just once, just once, it's, it really is that good. In my opinion, it's just that good. And I don't think you have to go pappy to, to get what it is Weeded can, can do. Check it out for yourself. 
Eat, drink, smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, foodie extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy, the Weller 12-year. Oh, damn, that's good. Damn, that's good. 12-year mash bill undisclosed. A weeded bourbon, so we know that there is wheat in that mash bill. Placing uh, the, the rye, if, if you will. 51% corn, because that's how bourbon is made. That doesn't change. People refer to it as baby pappy in that world of, of Pappy Van Winkle. This works for me every step of the way. But because we promised, Fingers Malloy, because we promised, I'm moving it to a cube. The things we do for Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation... Again, it's our job, people. I'm putting a little bit of cool water in mine. You're throwing yours right on the cube. Right on the big rock right there. Oh, oh, oh. And, you know, he doesn't want to waste any, so he's making sure he's getting... Look at that. Like him a gerbil. Right Feeding out the, right uh, out of the little feeder thingy. Glenn Karen, Glenn Ross glass. <laughs> that's, not how, that's not how that works. Um, I'm so constantly pleased with Weller 12-year. It, it is my favorite of the Wellers. Um, it is absolutely in my liquor cabinet. And even at $250 a bottle, which was the Drizzly price, and Drizzly would be a fantastic sponsor of Eat, Drink, Smoke. Yes. Um, the answer is once. The answer is once. Yes. I give you permission to go out there and do it. I'm doing it on the big rock. He's doing it on the big rock. No, for me, you know, that's, that's a little bit too much for me to spend on a bottle of bourbon. But I, I'm finding this at my local lounge. If they have it. I'm definitely going to get a pour, especially on a special occasion. It's wonderful. Hold on a second. You, going, you keep talking. I'm he's busy. going in for seconds. And he. I'm telling you, this is the first time in a long time I've seen him really, really enjoy a bourbon. I mean, we've had some things where you know we definitely like it. But the fact that he, he took a sip of it before we even got into the review, I've never seen him do that before. And he's, he's going in for fifths, ladies and gentlemen. It's, 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 it's Damn. nice to see. It's so easy. So how did the cube change it? Um, I would argue there's a touch more spice now because of the cube that it lingers on the tongue. It was a citrus that had kind of lingered on the tongue. And now it's a citrus and spice that's there. And um, uh, I believe the expression I'm looking for is daddy happy. <laughs> In this conversation, fingers, uh -huh. I am daddy. Well, for me, the couple drops of cool water, that also brought out the spice, took away a little bit of the caramel, brought out more of the vanilla and the oak. It's wonderful. Damn, it is. Damn, it is. And we have this paired with the Alfonso Connecticut, the extra Añejo number three Alfonso. It's a Costa Rican in its origin, but it's an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper and Connecticut binder with Nicaraguan and Peruvian filler, 6x54. This was the cigar of the year for the people over there at Half Wheel. It is a $40 stick, 6x54. I happen to like it quite a bit. I think the construction on this thing is wonderful. It has heft. It has girth. 54 is probably the very top of the ring gauge that I would go to. A 64 would be a full inch around. So 54 is a good size uh, smoke. I'm more in the 4850 uh, realm uh, is, is where I find my comfort. $40 is a hard price point to swallow on this stick. And I'm saying this while telling you to get a $250 bottle of bourbon. <laughs> and people are going to say, well, it's a Connecticut. I never spend $40 on a Connecticut. I don't know why. If you're willing to spend $40 on a cigar and you somehow have this mental block of, oh, it's a Connecticut, yeah, that's, that's not worth it. You're, not, you're smoking the wrong Connecticut's. 
This is a wonderfully flavorful Connecticut right here. Yeah, for me, it's all about price point. I mean, at the beginning, I was like, okay, I'm all in at $40. And as we got smoking it, uh, I, I'm enjoying it. It's, it's a wonderful cigar. But then you start kicking around $40. And the amount of cigars that we have reviewed over the years that have been half that price <laughs> that we've enjoyed, it's... Man, that's a big leap to take for this the cigar in my mind. It's it's still it's really good, guys. I, it's I, really good. Like I had not heard of the brand. I love when we get introduced to something new. Um, it's it is. I'm gonna say not good. It's very good. Yeah, this is a wonderful stick in beautiful construction. That Connecticut wrapper, not necessarily oily, but absolutely velvety smooth. Uh, for sure, smokes beautifully, and there are good, good flavors that are coming off uh, the cigar. That 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 bit of, of woodiness, as, as we discussed, that little bit of pepper that comes underneath that sweetness, which was I didn't know what it was at first. It might play as kind of like a a bit of, of 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 milk chocolate. It works perfectly. This will pair with coffee like nothing else. It pairs with the Weller Twelve like it was meant to. I'm I'm super happy with the cigar. Dang, am I bothered. The, the construction's there. It's, it's well-constructed. Uh, we both have been smoking it. A nice, even burn. Uh, good ash. I've had to touch mine up a couple of times, but that's because I just it, because of the way we do things here. I've been setting the cigar down. Uh, but it's really good. It is. It's just $40. You just have to make that own your own determination on that, I so guess. So this is from Selected Tobacco. They also do the Byron 1850. This thing was aged for five years. Wow. So they've got their reasons yeah. for charging 40 bucks. And what they've created is a really wonderful Connecticut that could work at the end of the day, will certainly work at the beginning of the day. It's just a question of timing at the beginning of the day. You got to have time. Yep. This is a 90-minute stick right here, Fingers Boy. But it's time for News of the Week. Now, Tony, I, I add this late to the show sheet because I, I just came across it and it's one of these Do you want to describe what the show sheet is? Oh, the show sheet before we uh, do the show we like to do what's called show prep and we break down each segment and what we want to talk about and we, we grab stories and uh, we usually do that well ahead of time uh, before the show starts but I just happen to have uh, my, my news site open that I, I go to for some of our stories and this popped up and I thought, we, we have to talk about this because it's getting to the point where, because of AI, we, we just can't believe anything we see on the internet anymore. Uh, TikTok removes viral video ad of suspected Joe Rogan AI deepfake. So there was a TikTok video that went viral of uh, what appeared to be Joe Rogan doing an ad for a product. I'm not going to mention the product because this was a... It, it, was, a, it was fake. And uh, they were trying to use Joe Rogan and his audience and his credibility to make it sound like he was endorsing the product. Oh. And they created this video. And especially if you're watching it on TikTok, you're watching it on your phone. So it's very easy to just see this video and think, wow, Joe Rogan is endorsing this product. Uh, when, in fact, it looks like uh, it was AI generated and it, it sounds just like Joe Rogan. It's got Joe Rogan talking on the video. Uh, he's on camera, and it looks like he's endorsing this product, and it's it's he's not endorsing this product. Product he's never endorsed this product, and so I, it, it it reminded me of a video I saw that went viral a couple of weeks ago. Someone did this to to President Biden, 
where it looked like he was at a press conference going on a two-minute riff about a, a topic we're not going to get into today and things that he would never say. The mouth was so synced up with the president's uh, audio that was generated by AI, you could have easily been fooled if not for what was actually the words that were actually coming out of his mouth to think that that was Joe Biden saying all of these things. Wow. So we're, we're at the point where you can't, you can't believe anything you see on the internet anymore. It's, you have to I be mean, skeptical. wait, wait, was I, was I trusting the internet prior? So, uh, listen, unfortunately, a lot of people do trust the internet. Well, it was on the internet. It's gotta be true. Uh, you have to have a bunch of uh, healthy skepticism of, of things you see on the internet. But when it looks like the person who's on camera is are saying the words and it's in his voice, it's very easy to believe that it's a genuine ad. And it wasn't a genuine ad. And so TikTok pulled it. It went viral. And the account that shared it uh, is no longer uh, an account on TikTok. Okay. Glad they got rid of it. Glad they got rid of it. Next. Well, we, we only have about uh, 20 seconds left. Go. TSA is warning travelers to stop leaving their pets in carry-ons to be x-rayed. People are putting their pets in carry-on luggage, trying to get them through TSA. And TSA is saying, you know what? Maybe not the best idea. I don't need the deep fakes. I've got this. <laughs> I've got the deep dumb. I don't, know what's, I don't know what's worse, the deep fake or the deep dumb. They put kitty... On the carousel thing? Don't take mittens in your carry-on bag. The cat. We take really, regular mittens. I swear, sometimes we do live in the upside down. Every once in a while, I come across a product, and I think to myself, self, you need to buy this because it's going to make for good radio, and I'm pretty sure Tony is going to hate it. Welcome back to Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Fingers Malloy. He's Tony Katz. Find everything we do, all things Eat, Drink, Smoke at our website, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Now, last year, Tony, uh, Pepsi teamed up with the folks uh, who make Peeps, and they had a limited release of Peeps Pepsi. And uh, you had to go, I believe, to the website, uh, and you had to register, and you go jump through hoops uh, to find Peeps Pepsi. And uh, apparently it was so popular, Tony, that launch that they launched it. Stop it. They launched it nationwide this year. And I went to a, a local Walmart here in uh, central Indiana. I went to two different stores before I was able to find a 10 pack of seven and a half ounce cans of Peeps Pepsi spent four dollars and 88 cents on the 10-pack, Tony, and I thought to myself, Tony is going to absolutely hate this. We have to try it on the show. Good Lord. The can is yellow. <laughs> it's got the little Peeps bunnies drawn in silver all around it. Pepsi and Peeps. Artificial marshmallow flavored cola. Four words you don't ever want next to each other. <laughs> and there it is. 100 calories a can, 25 carbs, 25 grams of sugar. Wait, there's sugar in this? Dude, <laughs> what are we doing? It what is, are we doing? This we is, had the, 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 one of the, an, an excellent world-class Connecticut cigar from Alfonso, mm -hmm. from, uh, from the people there at Selected. Uh, what, what were they? Selected Tobacco? Hold on, I want to make sure I get their name right. Yeah, Selected Tobacco. We're drinking Weller 12-year, the finest Weller there is. And you're like, hey, 
I can ruin all of this in one fell swoop. <laughs> really, you feel like this is going to ruin everything? Why not? Why not? Let, me, let me say it again. Pepsi and Peeps. Listen, I have been in several corporate meetings across the country, and I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say, you know what would be great? If we combine the flavor of cola with sugary marshmallow, and we bring them together into a seven and a half ounce can. Are you telling me in all these meetings you couldn't figure out how to name it Peepsy? See, maybe that is why. It's Pepsi and Peeps, and you couldn't figure out to name it Peepsy? What did you do in these meetings? I basically collected a check. Oh, good for you. We're doing this. We have ourselves a a glass of ice. Uh Uh-huh. He's emptying the water. He wants, he's, he's cleansing the palate. He's doing an ice sorbet. I'm saying my prayers. Oh. Now, on the nose, Tony. Holy crap, we're going to die. <laughs> this is what it's like to be you for a day, isn't it? <laughs> well, no. If, it were, if we were doing a total Fingers Molloy experience, uh, this would be deep fried. There, do you smell a little marshmallow, or is it just me? Oh, it smells like tab. <laughs> Oh, that's that's just awful. It does. It does smell like tab and, and a stickle of, of fresca. Yeah. So as you know, we always do our Pepsi neat before <laughs> we bring it over to the ice. Uh, okay, so have you properly cleansed your palate? Um, if you mean I, I'm soon to set my tongue on fire, yes. Yes, I have, Fingers Malloy. So there is a little marshmallow uh, on the nose, and uh, you, who doesn't love a yellow can? It looks like my SSR, that beautiful canary yellow. Uh, so I'm going in, ladies and gentlemen. It's this is Pepsi. Pepsi and Peeps together at last. Together. <laughs> who was asking for this? <laughs> who said, "Hey, you know what we need? I'm we gu- need this combination." I'm guessing the Peeps people. Here Obviously, we go. the new Coke guy got a new job. He is taking it neat. He has done the sip. Of Pepsi and Peeps. Oh my gosh, it tastes like it tastes like Peeps. It does taste like Peeps and Pepsi. They nailed it. I'm not saying that this is the kind of thing uh, that you should run to the store for, unless you are a big Peeps fan. Tony, it tastes like Peeps. This is unreal. Peeps in liquid form. I think it's something we've all wanted over the years, and now we have it. So I got it. I got I to gotta see you do it. I got to I got to see this happen. All right. I'm going to do it. He's going in. Oh, this is exciting. This is not exciting. This is this is a terrible idea. Just I'll, I'll do it for Eat Drink Smoke Nation so they don't have to. Pepsi and Peeps. God. I used to be a professional. <laughs> Here we go. It really does smell like tab. It does. I don't even remember what tab smells like. You know, the, the nose has a very, very interesting hint of don't do it. That's that, here we I'm go. I'm glad you're uh, approaching this with an open mind. Oh come on! <laughs> oh, I've never seen him so happy. Oh no! <laughs> oh, oh fingers! What? Why? Why? Needs more marshmallow? Oh. It needs a garbage can and a oh. hose. Oh. Oh. By, by the way, we just signed a three-month agreement to <laughs> sponsor <laughs> Peeps Pepsi. Is a Funny, sponsor. I'm taking a three-month sabbatical. 
This is terrible. This terrible? Oh my god. Oh. Oh, it has the aftertaste of grandma's feet. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it over uh some some cubes there. I thought you were just gonna throw it over my, my shoulder. shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> um that's just flat out miserable. Oh that might that's there's no way that isn't um and and I'm I wanna be quoted here. Awful. I'm going to try it over the cube right now, fingers boy, over a glass of ice. It reminds me of many years ago. No, nope, that doesn't make it better. Many years ago, somebody oh. made me try uh. marshmallow flavored vodka. Uh. He's uh. he's shaving his tongue right now, ladies and oh. gentlemen. Okay. Uh. So I think it's fair to say Tony's I- not a fan. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Holy crap. I can't believe you hate this. It's awful. <laughs> I can't believe you hate this. I mean, I'm not I'm not I'm not saying it's good. It's it's they there. They nailed it, you said. I said they nailed the peeps. Like, I I'm not a big peeps fan. Do you like peeps? No. But I clearly like myself less for having tried this. Oh, it's okay. It's terrible. Oh. Oh, that's really bad. Oh, world-class cigar. I mean, really excellent Connecticut cigar there from Alfonso. The Weller 12. Where's my Weller? Oh, that'll, that'll help. I'll get, rid, I'll get rid of the flavor. Uh, mm. Ooh, do you think, you think it would be a good mixer to put I that? I will beat you. <laughs> I will find a new co-host. They will never find you again. Don't you even dare. <laughs> oh, that's miserable. Wow. That's, that is a miserable flavor. Listen, I, to me, if you like Peeps and you like Pepsi, you're going to like this. I'm not, I'm not a big Peeps fan. If you put a package of Peeps in front of me, I'll eat two to remind myself why I don't eat Peeps. You'll eat three. <laughs> okay, fair enough. That's really bad. That's not a that's would, not a good combination. Would you agree, though, that there is a marshmallow Peep flavor to that? No. You don't think so? I don't know what that... Dude, it is, it is, there, there's no flavor to it. It's the flavor... It's the flavor of yuck mixed with blech. It's... it's what if what is the flavor of of disgusting? Exactly how do you describe that? This is bad. I don't care if the pe- if, if the Pepsi people know it. I mean, God bless you, Pepsi. Go about your business. You don't need me telling you your marketing. It was this is this is not for me. You might enjoy it though. That's <laughs> what I would say if I was a liar. Oh, drink this at your own risk. Had to go to two different stores because it was sold out. <laughs> Oh, then listen, people are going to buy it for the shtick and drink it with their kids. Like, isn't that amazing? Just letting you know, it's not. Whew. Don't don't mix it with Weller. Don't. You, do we want to be friends? Don't you dare mix it with the Weller 12-year. But check out the Weller 12-year. Check out uh, the Alfonso there, uh, the Cigar of the Year from the people at Half Wheel, that Connecticut that's a solid stick, man. It really and truly is. And find everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com except for Pepsi and Peeps. We would never do that to you. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Follow Eat, Drink, Smoke on social media, on Twitter, at Go Eat, Drink, Smoke, on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Eat, Drink, Smoke, and Instagram at Eat, Drink, Smoke Podcast.